Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rooted Rhythms podcast of North Raleigh Christian Academy. I'm your host, Josh Leonard, and I'm so glad you joined us for today's show. This podcast gives us the regular opportunity to sit down with people from all stages and walks of life, hearing their stories and the ways God has worked both in and through their lives. We pray that these conversations would encourage each of us to establish the rhythms of our lives to be rooted in the truth of the gospel and seek to point others back to Jesus. The reason why I could be confident is because I'm actually not the one to pull this thing off. I'm actually not the one to be able to hold all things together. I need to trust in the one who can. Welcome back, everyone, to part two of our conversation with Marquise Cox on how we reconcile these ideas of truth and love in our everyday relationships with the people in our lives. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the first half of our conversation, I would encourage you to head back to the last episode to listen in as it lays a great foundation for today's talk. Have you ever asked yourself questions like, can I truly be used by God if I am wrestling with my own doubts? Or how does the way I view myself impact my relationships with others? Marquise and I jump back into this conversation surrounding our culture's view of self-worth and identity and the ways that our own view of ourselves and those around us impact our everyday relationships. If you have ever wrestled with doubt or questioned if you are able to be used by God, I have no doubt that Marquise's words here today will be an encouragement to you. So with that being said, let's get into it. Let me ask you this this question in here as we're talking about this conversation of, of truth and love. There is... Uh, this level of of confidence that mm. we talk about in in being willing and able this this idea of boldness in the midst of relationships to yeah. to speak those things. Um, I think there's a couple levels of of kind of putting together confidence and and doubt, right? Mm. And and there's two sides of this where I think that many believers, um, our students, and even adults alike, right? We walk through seasons of of doubt in in our faith, mm-hmm. and then we walk through seasons or, or moments of doubt in even just being able to be used by God. Yeah, and and so I want to kind of touch on both of those. Let's let's kind of start in the the midst of when you're walking through a season of doubt in your faith where yeah. where you you feel like you want the Lord to use you but you're not even sure if you've got you're standing in the place where you're able to to speak well that you even truly understand mm. or wrap your mind around all that that God has taught yeah how do you navigate that as a believer when you feel like I can't be used by God because I don't even know if I've I've rooted my feet in full confidence with with no doubt right how do yeah. you how do you navigate that as an individual I love that. yeah man so for me and this is what I spoke about night two of spiritual emphasis week when I was there uh, was this idea of community and confession man so for me I tell students all the time to uh, have those doubts bring those doubts but wrestle in community. That's right. Wrestle with those doubts in community. I mean, this is what all of us ought to be doing. This is what I do in my faith. I wrestle in community. So if I'm going through a season of like, man, you know what? I just, and and let me be painfully clear. There are not, uh, my seasons walking with God are not always up and to the right of like, yes, his promises. Yes, I know him. I believe him. There's times where I'm like, man, I'm, Lord is, I, I know this is what, you know, I'm thinking about that passage. I believe it's in Mark. We said, I, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Help my unbelief. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm in a community, man. Uh, I'm in a marriage group and I'm also in a men's group. And and we are 100% all in on being able to bring our doubts and say, hey, y'all, I'm I'm wrestling with this. Mm. And uh, this idea of God's goodness in whatever area, uh, let's just say, 
There's a season in my life where my dad uh, was uh, having some uh, uh, issues with his body and, and was bedridden for a season. And I'm like, I just don't know if the goodness of God and all that singing about it is, is really for me. But but I was able to go into my men's group, my, my, my guys group and talk about that with with men and be like, hey, I'm wrestling with this. Even when, you know, I hear people say they're they're deconstructing their faith and there's certain pieces of their faith that they're like, this doesn't make sense. I'm like, yo, I understand deconstructing and deconstruction. Deconstruct in community. That's right. Just don't isolate and run off and go do it by yourself and say, you know what? I got some thoughts and I'm going to go off into the wilderness and figure this out by myself. No, do that in community, man. I think that's the best place to do it. So all believers out there, students, adults alike, when I'm, when I'm going through that season, I'm bringing that before men and women and saying, hey, here's where I'm at. And uh, man, let's just walk together. I think you, you see in the book of Psalms, man, I think the psalmist and David, you, you almost see, and I don't say this flippantly, but you see this up down roller coaster of I trust the Lord with all my heart, mind and soul. And then I'm using my tears as as water to drink because I'm I, where are you? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just this up and like, what, what did he believe? But he was just wrestling. You know what I'm saying? David, the psalm, they were wrestling uh, with their journey with God. And that's what it is. It's a journey. And it's not going to always be up and to the right. And no relationship is. That's right. I think it's evident. And it speaks to friendships. It speaks to marriage. It speaks to the whole gamut of, you know what? None of my relationships in life. So don't think that my relationship with God is going to be any different. None of my relationships are up and to the right. There's moments when I'm like, man, I'm, I'm struggling and I... I need to figure this out, but we're going to do it together. That's right. I think that that coincides so well with with what we were talking about even earlier, where whenever you're you're struggling with doubt or, or battling this this circumstance or this journey that you're navigating, we we often find plenty of people. We can open our computer, our phones, find yeah. plenty of people who can speak to the truth of those things. But it's truly when we are we're wrestling with it in a community of people who bring us back That's right. to the truth, right? And an isolated person is is just fertile ground yeah. for the enemy to come. Come in and just plant seeds that just that twist and change even just like they're 95 percent truths but that five percent of of the falsehood just continues to shape the way that you view not only the world around you but even yourself in light of of how god has created you and so that's and and i think that transitions perfectly into this secondary piece of doubt right is that i think one of the biggest lies of the enemy is this God can't really use you, mm-hmm. right? And and you spoke about this even on our second day of, of spiritual emphasis mm-hmm. week, where uh, your identity is is not yeah. rooted in in what you've done. Man. Yes, and that hit that hit so hard with so many of our students because mm-hmm. we have so many of them who have navigated and walked through seasons of life where they feel like their entire personhood is attached to a decision that they made years ago, months ago, even weeks ago, and now there's no way to climb out of that hill mm. how do you engage with with those that i know you've experienced uh, relationships with in in san antonio and in georgia mm-hmm. people who who find their identity in the things that they've done and and how can we point those toward the life that god has called them to? yeah so we we love to use our works as a measuring stick of of how good we are our value all of those things because we're in a world and, and, and we're living in a system and the world system, and how we do things is all measured on what you can produce and how you can contribute. Yeah. If you don't at work, if you're not producing a whole lot, if you're not doing a whole lot for the organization, then we're not going to be able to really use you that well. Uh, and so we're in a work mindset. And, and again, I'm 
understand it in a work mindset of, you know, I need to produce. I don't don't go to work and never do anything and then say, y'all supposed to love me. No, 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 <laughs> no, you, you're going to lose your job. That's right. Uh, but uh, I think we take that same work mentality and we place it on a relationship with God. And uh, that was never the intent. Yeah. Uh, man, for me, I tell people this all the time man. my identity and, and where I get that confidence from uh, isn't in what I've done. I think my confidence is actually releasing. If I'm ever confident about something, it's because I'm releasing the fact that this is on my watch. This is on my strength, my shoulders. The reason why I could be confident is because I'm actually not the one to pull this thing off. Yep. I'm actually not the one to be able to hold all things together. I need to trust in the one who can. And so for me, when I'm tell, you know, talking to students about that whole idea of, of just uh, what it means to, to, to be confident and, and live that out, uh, man, it's realizing that it's not our strength. Mm. It's, it's God's strength. And so my identity, this is what I hit on in you know, Spiritual Emphasis Week, that identity piece is I get to just rest and live from being a son. Uh, you get to live from the idea of being a daughter. You don't live for it. Mm -hmm. And so when that's your identity, and you live from it, uh, man, you, you just walk with a different uh, uh, pep in your step. You're just like, you know what? Regardless of what happens, I'm good with God. Yeah, God. And, and this is elevating God's voice above every other voice of like, God's good with me. So I'm all right. You know, I used to stand in front of crowds and and, and sweat and get ready to throw up just because I'm like, OK, how can I how can I change their life? Every word's got to be right. It's 35 right. minutes. I got to change their. And dude, I would years. I would just ugh, it's just on me. And I'm like, now I stand before people and I'm like, I'm going to be me mm -hmm. and I'm going to be who God created me to be. And uh, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, I'm going to walk off as God's son, and I'll be okay with that. Yeah, I put my best foot forward, and I'm okay with that. So for me, man, that identity runs the whole gamut, and that's I think fair. that's where the confidence comes in. Man, that's and that's such a great picture of, of uh, why we chose even the name we did for this podcast, this this mm. Rooted Rhythms podcast was designed for, for these conversations to speak yeah. to the rhythms and the habits of our life that make up even even just our day to day, even those ordinary moments. Yeah. And we make these, these decisions throughout our life that are rooted in this identity, right? This, who we are, who we believe ourselves to be influences so much of the decisions that we make. Yes. And so when we find our identity in the world or when we find it in the approval or the affirmation of our friends, even the people that we love, we begin to shape our lives in pursuit of that affirmation. Mm. We can never get enough yeah. right you could you could preach the best 35 mm -hmm. minute message and you could have 10 12 15 people come and tell you how incredible it was yep. and it still would never be enough right. and it would only take that one person who was just like yep eh. yep and then it's i've heard just, better it's all out the window <laughs> yeah, yeah. right i've and heard charles stanley and this <laughs> isn't that this wasn't quite there <laughs> and those are the things that again just opens this seed for, yes. for the enemy to come yep. in and just like, can you be used mm -hmm. by God? Mm -hmm. And so the, again, this identity piece is, is so commonly spoken about in Christian circles, but so hard to fully grasp, yeah. I think in our hearts, because our whole lives become rooted and, and our rhythms become rooted 
in where we find our identity. Yeah, and so I absolutely. Think, yeah, I mean, man. It's countercultural to not place your identity in what you do or in what you've done. That's right. Uh, the world, the, the system we live in, it's it's all about what well, what have you done for me lately? What is your past? Like, what is your accolades? What are your ac- What is the that you what have, what have you acquired? What have you amassed? That's right. And all of that's a house of cards because. And as a pastor, I have a front row seat of seeing these things, man, more often than the common person. Um, you could go get in a car right now and get paralyzed from the neck down. Mm. And in the world's eyes, because you can't provide a paycheck the way you used to, uh, because if we're using the world system, uh, you, you, you're, you can't go and uh, uh, attract uh, girls or guys the way that you used to. And, and, and your bank account looks different. Your value and your worth has gone down. In world society uh, but if you do that and you're a follower of Jesus even if you're not your identity has not changed yep. and uh, you are still worthy to God so for me I love the fact that my identity comes from not in what I've done or what I do uh, because it can't be taken from me no matter what anybody else does so that's so good let me ask you this last question before we we kind of wrap up in here we've we've talked briefly on on this idea this understanding of of what truth is and and how we share that in in love and so let's kind of put it bring it to a head here of if you could encourage our our young people and even our adults that are listening in here on ways which they can share their faith right this journey that they're walking with jesus what are some ways maybe some really practical steps that they can begin to implement some rhythms in their life that can help in their sharing of their faith to their friends here at school but also our community at large yeah absolutely man i I think um number one uh it's being in relationship with people and uh now you may be afforded the opportunity where you you've got 45 seconds to a minute to, to just sort of share the gospel with somebody. You got to get right to the point. And uh, man, that that's that's one thing. Uh, but for the most part, our, our daily rhythms and how we actually relate to people, I think it's building genuine relationships with people. And uh, I think one of the first thresholds before anybody becomes or considers becoming a believer is they know a trustworthy believer. Hmm. Uh, that's one of the thresholds. I think we often jump to full conversion without realizing i think the first threshold is man do i just know any believers like we were talking about earlier giants that you're standing on the shoulders of do i just know anybody that's life i just want to model myself after it's good am i at school with people do i do i interact with people that that do things for others that can't do anything for them Uh, do they look out for others are they are they being selfless so for me i'm just like you know, be in relationship with non-believers as you're following Jesus is a wonderful thing because they're seeing you live out this thing of, man, I want to I want to please God with everything. But I use a simple uh, conversation tool for everyday life. It doesn't matter. If you're talking to the barista, the person at the park, whatever. Uh, it's, it's these four S's and it's every conversation will go through surface level, similar, serious and spiritual. So we're going to go through surface level conversations. This is common stuff. Man, did you see that game last night? The weather, man, is it, man, all of these different things, just surface level conversation. So that starts off with everybody. You do that with anybody. You just say, hey, spark up a conversation and make it surface level. Man, I'm playing, you know, if you're a student, I'm playing this video game. Uh, Man, you know, have you noticed? Uh, Whatever it might be. It could be anything. But normally it's weather, sports, that sort of thing. So you spark up a surface level conversation. 
at, over time, as you begin to uh, uh, introduce yourself to people, know people, you start sitting in that same seat uh, next to that person in that same third period, uh, you're going to change from surface level conversations and then it's going to be similar. This is just how we are as humans. We're always looking for similarities. Man, where are you from? Oh, you're you're from this area of town. Okay, I'm from North Raleigh. You're from North Raleigh. Okay, I'm from California. Where and I'm always looking for that. What's what sports team? You go for the Raiders. I go for the Raiders. Whatever it might be, there's some similarities. As a parent, immediate similarities. Where I'm talking to parents, and I'm like, Oh, you have two kids. Man, I got two kids. How old are yours? Okay, your yours are five and three. Man, mine are four and two. I'm in that same age of life. As humans, we look for similarities. So you look for that. Your your eyes are open. Okay, we've gone from surface. What are some similarities that we have? We play the same video games. We wear the same clothes. We're always looking for that. So surface similar. Over time, as you're in conversation with people, the conversation naturally will get serious because of life's circumstances. The serious is different for everybody. But I tell students all the time: you're looking for somebody to say something. You're looking for a student, uh, a, a, a neighbor, somebody to say, uh, man, how's your day today? Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I am overwhelmed. Mm. I got this test and I haven't studied. And man, I'll be honest with you, my parents, you know, has this TMI, but my parents are going through divorce right now. And it's just like, ah, I don't feel like dealing with it. And this is what I love about Gen Z. People don't like it, but I love how open they are. I mean, they get, Same. On, they get on TikTok and they're like, my parents are yelling downstairs. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it's like crazy. But at the same time, they're so just such an open book. That's right. So students hear me. It will not take long for this conversation to get serious because students are an open book more than ever today. Before, when I was growing up, it was, hey, what happens in this house stays in this house. Now, it's it's free ball game. What happens in this house is going on Snapchat. <laughs> it's going on okay? Snapchat. So, uh, but it's it's going to get serious. So wait for that moment or you go first. Maybe there's something in your life that's serious and they ask you how your day's going or Yo, why do you look tired? You open up. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm... I'm just stressed out right now. Just uh, I battle with anxiety mm -hmm. and uh, got some anxiety, had an anxiety or a panic attack yesterday. And I'm just like, ah, I'm stressed. You go first to build that bridge of like, oh, this this relationship is different now. We're, yeah. we're sharing things that are a little bit different. So you're waiting for that conversation to turn serious. And then as that conversation turns serious, you just man, hey, and, and this is where I tell students all the time. It, it, it can turn spiritual really fast. It doesn't have to be weird. All you have to do is say, hey, at night before I go to bed, I always pray. Do you mind if I just pray for this situation when I go to bed? You don't have to pray in that moment. It doesn't have to be out in the public, in the Starbucks. But, hey, tonight before I go to bed, I'm going to pray. What's, what's your name? What's your parents' name? you cool if I pray for their marriage? 100% of the time they're not going to say, no, do not seek the well-being of my parents. Uh, they're going to be like, sure, even if they don't believe, sure. I mean, if that's what you want to do with your God, yeah, sure. sure. Um, so spiritual conversations are, hey, I want to pray for you before I go to bed tonight. Is that okay? Uh, spiritual conversations are, hey, my my youth group, man, I know you, you may not believe what we believe, but man, my youth group is incredible on Wednesday nights. I just want you to come out. Man, you, you don't have to believe what we believe. Uh, we're going to have a ton of fun. And uh, man, we're having this, you know, uh, 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 what's the what's the thing with uh, the headphones? You turn to different channels now. That everybody, silent disco. That's right. That's yeah, right. youth group. Hey, we're having a silent disco tonight, man. Would love for you to. So surface, similar, serious, spiritual. But I tell students and people all the time, conversations naturally go that way. Now you just need to be on the on the alert and look for it. Where is this relationship at? Is this relationship going serious? Is it going spiritual? Where does this land at? And once you realize that. I think it changes the game for everyday conversations, uh, but it happens over time. You build a relationship 
and it happens over time. It's not immediate. Right. Allow right. yourself, man, to say, you know what? This may take two years. Yep. This may be two years and we're just in the similar conversation and we try to get serious and they, and they always reject it. Cool. I'm yeah. not going to take you anywhere you don't want to go. But over time, I think discipleship, we try to put in this microwave mm. and it's never that. And we have to be reminded, man, Paul even said, man, uh, uh, some water so, or some plant, some water, but God gets the increase. That's right. You may only be in their life for the season of planting seeds, but never seeing the fruit. Mm. You may only be in their life of watering and never seeing the fruit. God bless it if you see the fruit and they actually come to Jesus on your watch. But but are you okay if you never see it? Mm. Or are you going to treat them like a project every time you see, oh, I see, okay, all right, hey, hey, so so uh, uh, have, you, have you read Romans 1, like I said? <laughs> it's like, no, just on a journey. You're journeying with people, man. And I think discipleship is a long journey uh, headed towards Jesus, not not a sprint. Yeah, that's that's really good. And and for for this, I was listening to to somebody share a few weeks ago, and and he said he goes, I'm I'm praying for this this generation to be a group of of laborers in the harvest mm. that may not actually see the harvest. That's and, okay. And what a beautiful picture that is for for the way that we approach yes. relationships that we're going to we're going to dig into to this relationship again, recognizing that everybody is is different, right? Yes. We have we are formed by our our experiences and our circumstances, the things that we have. I've read and the people who have spoken into our lives and each of those stories have formed us in different ways where we receive and give differently. And so yeah. recognizing that your relationship with, with one friend isn't going to look like Mm-mm. your relationship with the other friend. That's right. And, and we, we so often want to link into uh, these tribes of friends, yeah. right? Where we all have to agree on the same yep. things. Yep. We all have to think the same way and we can't possibly differ at any that's point right. because if you do, you're not in the tribe anymore. That's right. And, and that's where we run into these relational issues yeah. where all of a sudden I feel like I have to sacrifice of myself mm-hmm. in order to maintain my, my place in this, this tribe my personhood is now linked with this group of people and so that's a i know that's something that that again isn't just this generation struggling with that those that's grown adults still trying to figure out how do i stand rooted firm in the truth of god's word and maintain relationships with the people that he's brought into my life recognizing that those are different love it and so i think those those four s's are such an encouragement to to me because I, i think it's a great picture of how relationships work within christianity and without that's right right that's right outside of that spiritual place yeah you you spoke about that when you were here for spiritual emphasis week about how you are a jesus following husband father, father friend pastor, yeah, that's right all of, it. all of those things and i think this speaks right to that right this is a level of friendship throughout all people that you have yeah. these places where it's surface and it's similar that's right and then the great friendships get to serious but we are jesus followers who are bringing and incorporating that within these relationships that's right what a beautiful picture and opportunity for the spirit to move and and speak into the lives marquise i appreciate you coming in and and sharing your heart uh as we do here on uh, the rooted rhythms podcast i want to give you the final word it can be on this topic it can be on any word or encouragement you have to give for our people but i'm going to throw it over to you yeah i love that man well listen just know this, uh, I love the power of prayer and what prayer does in the life uh, of every believer. And uh, no prayer is ever wasted. Mm-hmm. Hear me, whatever you say, 
uh, when you're talking to your Heavenly Father, it is never flippant. It is never just casual. Uh, it's an opportunity for, for you to talk to your Heavenly Father. So here's a, a quote that I heard from H.B. Charles that I thought was incredible. He said, the things you pray about reveal uh, what you trust God for. Hmm. And the things you don't pray about reveal what you naively think you can handle on your own. And uh, that has enlarged my prayer time because there's a whole lot that I think I can handle on my own. And I'm going to leave God the big stuff and I'm going to take him all the big prayers. But I'm going to keep those things that are worrisome or I just don't that agitate me to myself. And I think our Heavenly Father wants it all. So give him everything, man. Talk to him all throughout your day and just pray to him. So that's my encouragement for us all. Man, praise the Lord for that. Marquise, for our uh, students and our families, how can they uh, keep connected with you in, in any way? I know many of our students have already done so since yeah. Spiritual Emphasis Week. Um, but any ways that they can keep connected with you as you're serving out in San Antonio? Yeah, absolutely. I'm always updating personal website and personal social pages. Uh, my website is just my name, MarquiseCox.com, M-A-R-Q-U-I-S-E, Cox, C-O-X, dot com uh and my social media instagram is the best way to find me and you can find me by just uh going and searching my first and last name as well marquise cox all together and you'll find my instagram there man grateful for you grateful for the ways that you have poured into the lives of our students not only during spiritual emphasis week but even in the ways that god's going to use uh, this podcast for our entire school community love so, it thank you man you. Thank you so much for joining us today as we closed out our conversation with Marquise on what it looks like to share the truth with love in our relationships. I pray that this was as much of an encouragement to you as it was for me. May we find those in our life who can encourage us in the midst of our doubt. God is so good to use broken people like us to fulfill his purpose here on earth. And I pray that we see the opportunities to be faithfully obedient to the life he has called us to. The Rooted Rhythms podcast is a production of North Raleigh Christian Academy. I want to give a huge shout out to all of those who make each episode possible. Engineered and edited by Jason Pizzino. Produced and written by Josh Leonard. Thank you to Tiffany Benson and Zachary Roberts who serve on our content team. Theme song written and recorded by NRCA alum Graham Tudor. If you don't want to miss out on all future episodes, subscribe to the Rooted Rhythms podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can also follow at NRCA Student Life on Instagram to not miss any updates on upcoming episodes. If you have any questions or comments related to today's episode, please feel free to reach out to us at podcast at nrcanights.com. Mm-hmm.